When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! Hello, welcome to another Touchdown Frackers podcast. No, it's not Touchdown Frackers, it's Touchy Gooners. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm used to hosting the uh, the, the old the, the old Touchline. I know, uh, I wasn't paying attention. Um, Dan, Shabs, uh, Leroy, welcome to the podcast. Uh, um, it's this heat, man. It's this heat. I can't oh, I can't man. function properly. Um, uh, Leroy, you're wearing a black balaclava. How, the, how, how are you actually functioning right now? Well, yeah, I, you're lucky I'm by my patio door here, so it's all right. I'm getting a cool breeze. He's, he's, he's probably got AC in every room, man. Yeah, it's room, true. It yeah? must be nice. Yeah, it must be nice. We we know what uh, people who have too much money do with uh, they make they make bad bad decisions with with their money, as we'll get into with, with Arsenal in the in the, in the coming <laughs> hour or so. He got a piggy bank out, and now he wants to throw it all down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, guys. Um, just a quick bit of housekeeping before we start. Um, we released a James Madison scouting piece on Patreon uh, this week. So um, if you haven't signed up to the Patreon and you're interested in a bit of a James Madison talk, go go sign up to the Patreon. Uh, very interesting piece. We went through, uh, you know, what James Madison would bring to the club uh, and, you know, whether we think he is actually going to sign or not, um, which is, you know, a topic of discussion, varying degrees of, uh, uh, I would say, um, Optimism. You know, sh- optimism shown's a bit delusional. If I'm, you know, uh, if I have to say, I think a show will say fifty percent, but in his heart, I know he meant like eighty percent. I know he really feels like he, the Madison deal is going to happen. He just didn't want to say it live on a podcast. He's lost yeah. too much money to me, bro. He, he wants to bet me. I want. I want to listen. I'm not, I don't know if this is it, but I'm going to let him go on for a bit, and then I'm going to offer him a bet. I know he's a sucker for it. Like this is what I do. This is what I've got the value on because I'm a hoodlum. Uh, all right, guys. Look, let's start with um, the friendly against Rangers because uh, we actually haven't spoken about it yet. So um, it was. Um, I thought it was a lot more balanced team to what we saw against Hibs. I think the Hibs game. I didn't really look too much into it. I felt like it was just a go out there, get some minutes under your belts, and um, you know. Uh, go, go out there and play lads kind of thing whereas Rangers I felt like there was a bit more 
Um, there was a bit more direction in what we were trying to do. Obviously, we saw Balogun out wide, Aubameyang through the middle. Uh, we saw a, a debut for Nunu Tavares. Um, and we saw the uh, party El Nenny and Emil Smith-Rowe, uh, whether you call it a midfield three or Emil Smith-Rowe playing as a 10. Um, so, Leroy, I'll come to you first. Um what did you make of the the friendly? And did you did you get a, an an idea of anything that Artet was trying to do? Was you impressed by anything in particular? Um, not really. So this preseason, I haven't really noticed anything sort of obviously striking that he's trying to implement at all. Um, I find it a little bit weird this this preseason. So I just feel like it's a team that's out there to get minutes in their legs. That's 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 what I see when I watch them. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But then obviously we are. A long way behind in terms of fitness and they are they're about to start their season so they start next week <laughs> this weekend actually they start this weekend but honestly i didn't really see anything different it just looks like people that are trying to get minutes into their legs to be honest mm. i didn't like balogun out wide um i wasn't really a big fan of that i just don't feel it suits his attributes um i'd have loved to have seen him switched over because i think he's he's okay with his back to goal and he was quite loose and quite poor actually in this game where he was not too bad in the last game versus a um and i hope that Arteta still gives him a chance, even though he wasn't great that game. Um, but apart from that, the people who were sharp, Pepe looked sharp. I'll give it to him. Pepe looked sharp. Um, Marty looked sharp. ESR looked sharp. Um, Tavares was decent. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we can't complain. So, I really find it hard to take a lot out of these preseason games, particularly the first slot. I feel like the ones right before the season starts, you get a little bit more out of them. So, I'm not really taking too much from it either way, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I thought it was... It was a game that I felt like was going to be quite tough for us. After watching the Hibernian game, I felt like, um, you know, it, it wasn't great. I think the first half was probably, a, you know, we, we had some chances and we kind of died out for a spell. And um, whereas this game, I expected, you know, it to be really, really tough. Rangers are, you know, they're the SPL champions. Like you said, they were very um, far ahead in their preseason, um, uh, their preseason campaign than we are. Although they were without a few players, I'm, I'm told they were without quite a few key players. I expected a much tougher test from Rangers. And it surprised me that we were sort of like just creating chances at will, really and truly. I mean, first half, what, we should have been about 6-0 up, really and truly. We have Oba mm. to thank for, um, you know, uh, for, for, I think, did we only score one goal in the in the first half, was it? I think, I can't remember now, actually. Um, but uh, Dan, I'll come to you first um it, well i'll come to you second sorry dan um similar question to leroy really um do you did you take much from this preseason friendly and you know uh, what what was you encouraged maybe by the fact that we did create so many chances yeah i think you know that's that's the one thing that i've said i want to see um out of this preseason because Last last year, you know, we heard quite a bit about the fact that Arteta didn't get his preseason, didn't get to implement his 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 uh, tactical ideas, um, etc. Like we we ha basically had three games between three days between games um, all year, uh, right up until the end. So we didn't really get that t that time to work on different sort of tactical um, aspects that he wanted to do. Um, so for me. What I want to see coming out of this preseason is, you know, a, a way for us to create chances, a way for us to score goals. Um, I think one thing that I did like was um, one thing that I did like was um, the the pressing, the high press. Um, 
because that's something that I think we could have done a, a, a lot more last season. I think we got good success out of it when Arteta first came to the club. We did that to, took some good effect. You know, I think back to you know that first half against Chelsea. Um, where we had them under duress for about the first 35 minutes till they brought on the next midfielder. Um, the 2-0 against United um, at home, uh, we pressed from the front really, really well. And we didn't really see any of that um, other than a couple of games last year. So um, I would like to see that come back. I think we did that to good effect um, against Hibs and against Rangers. So and Ketia, that seems to be something that he's excellent at. That's a point that you've raised in the group, Lewis, that you know he seems like a freak when it comes to Pressing from the it's front. Ridiculous, right? I don't think I've I, I've never seen anything like it before. He only gets chances unless it's like him closing down goalkeepers or closing down defenders. It's really, really. He's strange. a pickpocket. He's a pickpocket, but it's a good yeah. trait that he has. It's going to take him far. He's going to get a good three or four goals a season every thirty-eight game season if he plays like that. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, it, it, he's just got this uncanny ability. Uh, Shabs, I'll bring you into the conversation. Um, we saw uh, Balogun start from the left. And um, me personally, I didn't really give a shit, if I'm being honest. That's my opinion. You know, we moan that Balogun doesn't get minutes. We moan that Oba doesn't play up front. Like, we can't have the best of all worlds at all times, right? If we want the kid to play, we want Oba to play up front. This seemed like a a reasonable solution to me, um, especially in pre-season. So um, what did you think of Balogun's performance, number one? And were you concerned maybe that Balogun was playing on the left and, you know, not in his ideal position? No, um, I'm, I'm not concerned. It's a lot better <laughs> just in terms of the overall balance that, you know, um, Arteta didn't go with... Um, <laughs> NKTR and Aubameyang up top, et cetera, et cetera. Like it was a bit more balanced with uh, Balogun just in terms of the attributes and the skill sets. Um, I'm not bothered in a pre-season game. Um, I wouldn't be bothered if that happened in the league game, to be fair, or a cup competition. Um, I think there's a lot of talk about Balogun. We know what he's done at um, youth levels. We know how he's looked at youth levels. He, you know, he looks extraordinary. Um, it's about men's football. It's about how we can transition into men's football. We haven't seen a lot of him in men's football. I certainly haven't. I need to see him get games. Um, I'm not mad if he's getting games, um, you know, from the left wing to start with. There's still things that you can learn. Um, we are discussing this a little bit on Saturday. Arsene Wenger famously used to do this a lot um, in terms of blooding players, strikers out wide helping them to um, learn and develop spatial awareness, um, helping them to become a bit more refined, you know, in certain aspects and areas of their game as well. So it's not something that I particularly um, worry about. I think the priority for Balogun, what Balogun himself should be most concerned with is getting minutes and getting games. Um, so, yeah, and it's pre-season. We don't have, um, you know, A, we're players short. I think that's absolutely clear. Um, you know, if you look at our personnel and our squad, um, I'm not sure about the wide players that we've got for our squad at this point in time in terms of fitness and, 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 and readiness to participate at this stage of pre-season. So he's got to do something there, you know. So I'm not, I'm not mad at it at all. Right. It is what mm. it is. Hey, everyone needs to shut up, bro. Like, I'm fine. Yeah. I've got a house that's appropriate for this type of stuff. So, you know what I mean? Leroy, they, they, you, you've got fans, man. They seem to be concerned about your health. How does it feel having others concerned about your health for once as opposed to you concerning yourself with other Listen, people's health? I am good. I am gravy. No one needs to worry about me. Let's just talk football. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, 
So yeah, Shams, I think you raised some good points there. Like like I said in the um before I came to you, um, I, I didn't really see any big deal about it, really. I, I was happy to see Balogun play. He didn't play well. I thought he played better against Hibs when he was up front, and that's to be expected. He's he's a striker, right? Uh, we all like Balogun as a striker. Um, Leroy, any concerns that maybe this is where we could see Balogun this season? And, um, you know, because myself personally, I think he should probably go out on loan. It doesn't look like Lacazette's going to go. I think we're probably going down the route of Lacazette staying, maybe signing a new contract, and we'll try and move him on next year, maybe. Um, so I don't really see the minutes here for Balogun, if I'm being honest. And and, and I want him to play. He's 18, 19 years old. Um, I think he could go to the championship or, you know, somewhere else on loan and really fill his boots because I think he's a, a really talented footballer. And I think maybe he can come back next season and be um, ready to, uh, you know, contribute to us at a serious level and maybe be further along in that path to success in Oba. Because this is another thing we need to start looking at now is um, Oba's 31, is he? Oba 31. So we need to start looking at his successor. So where do you think... um, you know, Obers, uh, uh, Balogun's future lies this this season. Um, w- would it be on loan or or, do you, or can you see him playing in this left-hand side? See, this is where I disagree with you because the first point I'll say is loans don't always go to plan, particularly if, especially if you're a striker and you're dependent on like the players around you. If you go to a smaller club and it, it doesn't bang, it's hard, it doesn't suit you, then you can easily find yourself automatically being told you're not good enough and falling down. Now, if he was... A mediocre youth player that came through, I'd agree with you. I'm well for putting those people on loan, or if there's so much congestion that there really isn't enough space or minutes. But for me, I think there is definitely enough minutes to have a look at him this season. We can just reassess that in January. That's not a problem. But I think Balogun has been an exceptional youth talent, clearly. And I feel that we should, like the likes of Saka, have a look at him in the first team. I think he, I really think he should have got minutes towards the back end of last season. I really think he should get the Carling Cup games and sort of the end of games and get minutes in the Premier League just so we can have a look at him and see what he's like in senior ball. Because you never know, you could have another Smith Rowe um, or Bakayo Saka on your hands and then, great, we, we solved the problem. If we have a look at him and he's good enough but he needs a bit more development, put him on loan in Jan because we've got Martinelli out to the Olympics now. Um Obviously, we've got Lacazette that's still there. But Lacazette, we don't really need to worry about his minutes. He's not being developed by us. We shouldn't really care. Um, he should be there to do a job when we need him, and that's it. If he has to sit whole bench for Balogun because, or Balogun, sorry, because it's um, the right thing to do at the time, it's uh, the right game to bring him on, then so be it. I, I would like to see him given at least the first six months, given some of the Carling Cup games, given some of the games, um, at the end, or 10 minutes, 15 minutes here at the end of games, have a look at him assess see his level if he's not at the level send him on loan no problem send him on loan in january you'll have clubs lining up to take him but if he is that level and he can do it keep him about that's that's just my opinion and i don't want to see him on the left either i do like to see him up top because um I, I would love to see balogun playing right however i'm taking into consideration what i feel like the manager is going to do right so i'm looking at what our current situation is with our strikers I feel like Lacazette's going to stay. If Lacazette's staying, he's playing. That's the way I see it. I don't see any other. Um, I don't see any other scenario. I don't see Balogun being second choice and Lacazette being third choice. 
If mm. Lacazette signs a new contract, he plays. I think that's unfortunately what's going to happen if if Lacazette indeed does stay. We, who knows? We might get a bid, and it, it takes us on to another transfer rumor that I don't particularly want to talk about because I'm not a fan of this player at all. But the way I see it is, whatever happens, Balogun is going to be third choice. So, do we want him having? A league cup game here or there and you know five or ten minutes in the league where or, or you know could he be he could be out there playing yeah. you know 46 games in the championship or you know 30 odd games in bundesliga that, I, that's not a guarantee it goes well though and that's it's why not, it's nothing I'd like, it isn't. A, I'd like to have a look at him first so i would like to assess him in the first team before i make that decision basically yeah i, I completely agree i do do you think I, he's going to get that opportunity though I think that's a different. Uh, yeah, I think that's a different matter. I don't. I don't. I think him getting the opportunity is dependent on what happens. Like you know, with 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 the other strikers, we're stacked in the striking department. We are at the moment, um, but it, it's still what we should be doing. We should. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're necessarily right to send him out on loan without knowing what he can do, what he's capable of doing in the first team. And I. I, I I'm not for this. Let's play him in second string games to see what he can do. I want to see what he can do with the man around it. I want to see what he can do with ESR creating chances for him. Um, you know, Saka running in behind, stretching defensive. Like, I want to see that stuff, not uh, what he can do when Reese Nelson's playing out on the right and, you know, in, in a kind of nothing game or a Carabao Cup game and these lot haven't bought their A game and then, like, we're expecting the world from him. No, I don't. I don't want that. I think I think we made a big fuss about um, keeping him. You know, not letting him go. We've given him a contract. Like we, there has to have been some thinking behind that. There ha- like we have to reach a point where Arsenal Football Club start to demonstrate that like there's there, there's a different way of thinking and there's a meaningful way of thinking behind these contract deals and these contract extensions. Like we can't go all out to retain this player and then just not have a really clear plan for how we intend to utilise him because he is one for our future. But we need to gauge where he's at right now. That's, mm. that's, that's what the issue is for me. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I personally, I feel like, you know, um, we, we need to think about, you know, the best method of integrating these youth into our team. Um, I think where we've gone wrong a lot in the past is putting them into the first team um, too early. You know, I think where certain players, you know, Maitland-Niles, um, he went on loan to Ipswich. Um, I think he was one of their players of the season, if not the player of the season, when they're in the championship. Um, he came in and and he was, I think, better equipped um, to, to, to handle um, the, the rigours of the, of the Premier League. Um, I think it's very, very, you know, um, optimistic to expect someone like Balogun, who's played basically no senior football whatsoever, to come in and step in and be able to contribute um, significantly to a club like Arsenal, who has who has top four aspirations. And I don't think it's necessarily right to put that pressure on him. I know people might think that he's good enough, but I just think, you know, a season away um, without the pressure... Um, 
that is that is going to come with this season because this is going to be a highly pressurized season for Arsenal where we need goals. You know, we 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 just came out of a season where we didn't score a lot of goals. I think it was fifty something goals that we scored in the league. You know, um, an all time low for the for for the whole time I've been watching this club seriously. Um, and you know, if 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 we're going to have to if we're going to be at the ground and watching tense nil nils. Um, and Balogun's coming off the bench and he's missing a chance, this, that and the other, the atmosphere is going to be toxic and the pressure is going to be there for him to to really bag and really contribute. And I just think, you know, he should really go go somewhere where he can play 25 games, 30 games, um, slap his goals and he comes back and, and he's more ready to play first team. Because 19 is still very, very young for a striker. For me, it's very, very young for a striker. A lot of them, they don't really, they don't really hit real numbers until they're 22, 23, 24. Um, you know, even older. So I would like to see him just play lots of games. You know, 10 games for Arsenal this season, I don't think it's that beneficial to him. Um, whereas 30 games elsewhere, I'd even loan him for two years, probably, you know, unless he's exceptional and he comes and he starts bagging and gives you a Saka ESR like impact to the first team. Um, I'd loan him, I'd loan him for, for, for two years. I think doesn't he deserves that opportunity. Doesn't he deserve that opportunity to No, I don't think he does. Why? Because I'm, I don't think just because you... All right, deserving is a, di- is a different word, right? So, it, okay, yeah, he may deserve it, all right? I, he may deserve it, but that doesn't necessarily mean He's that we should... Right. Sorry, I do make exceptions for youth products, yeah? This man's been at the club since he was, what, nine years old or something like that. He's bagged up the youth system every single level that he's played at. He's absolutely bagged up under 23s as an 18. Um, he, he's doing really well. He committed to you and signed for you. You've got to show him something back. You've got to show him, listen, we believe in you. So give him that six months. Give him that trial period. Let him play in a couple of Carling Cup games. If he goes in Carling Cup games and does what Martinelli did in his first season, would you be saying we should then loan him out then? If he goes yeah. and gets 12, 10, 11, 12 goals, all comps... This <laughs> do you think he's going to get the minutes to do no, that? I'm, though, I'm, not, I'm just saying if he does. I'm saying if he does. But if he's got given that opportunity in the Cup... If you're given that opportunity in the in the in the Carling Cup and the FA Cup, 10, 15 minutes at the end of games, and he does that type of thing, and he does well, will you then say loan him next season? I hear that. I, I would hear that. I think I think I think that is a fair point, but I also feel like there aren't that many games to do that. When if we had Europa League, I would say I would say I agree. Yes, exactly. Because that is play him in every uh, Europa game. Yeah, that's every Europa game he starts, every Carling Cup game. That's about what there's six group games, there's that's 12 games, Carling Cup 15 games, games you know maybe I mean? uh, 12 games, probably like yeah, FA Cup and well, you know. But the FA Cup doesn't start till January. We just got to, we, I know we're in round two, hmm. um, of the League Cup because there's no Europe this time, but um, you know, that's that's like four or five games. I'm not sure it's worth keeping him here but to see what he does in those four or five games or oh. 10 minutes at the end of. 10 minutes at the end of the league game, you know, because knowing Arteta, he's likely not even going to get the 10 minutes because Nketiah wasn't getting his 10 minutes at the end of games, you know. Nketiah got bare minutes, bro. Nketiah got bare minutes. He didn't take his chance. When uh, he he got pulled back originally, he was starting games instead of Lacazette. Nketiah got his chance and he didn't do the business. So I think Balogun should get that same chance. There's a... There's a different. There's another caveat to this story. Obviously, is that I obviously introduced the the, the idea of Lacazette staying. There is obviously the um, the possibility that Lacazette does not stay. However, we have now been linked to Chelsea's Tammy Abraham, which again 
which lays into this scenario which I'm talking about where regardless of what happens, Balogun looks like he's going to be third, cho third choice. Now... I need some anti-sickness tablets. <laughs> yeah, look, Balogun, um, Tammy Abraham is not for me, right? I've, I'm, I don't think he's a, he's a, a mid-table Premier League striker for me. I, I, I would say at best. But is that what is, I would... that is that unfair? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not advocating for Arsenal to sign Tammy Abraham. But is that unfair, knowing that he's he played for Chelsea, he scored goals for Chelsea. Um, Definitely last season. Well, I say last season. I'm talking about the season before now. Um, you know, we played for. They were. They. They were. They. They're a team of much bigger aspirations than um, mid-table. So you know, we played. He, sh he probably should have scored a lot more goals. But you know, he was pretty important for Chelsea, and as a focal point up front under Lampard. So uh, is it a bit unfair? To you know what? Do you know what, Shebs? Yeah, you know, you see Tammy Abraham, like I. I think he's a, he's, a, he's, yeah, let me be balanced here. Yeah, let me not mm. say what I would normally say, like on WhatsApp and that. Yeah? I think he's, I think, I think he's, I think he's a good player. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I don't think he is of the level of a top four team. Mm. Yeah. I think That's when you got a 15, when you got a 15 goals for, um, for Chelsea, when you look through the teams that he scored against, Right, there was one goal against a big four, a, a top six team, right, which was Arsenal. Um, and if you saw that goal that he scored, it's Mustafi's giving him a gift, you know. Okay. Um, that game he was completely anonymous, um, didn't impose himself on the game. Um, you look at you know his all round play and what I think we need for a striker if we're going to be changing from a Bamiang or Lacazette kind of thing, we want a guy who is pretty much an all-rounder, which I think Tammy is. Got good back-to-goal um, game um, and he can get behind and score, right? Yeah. I think yeah. Tammy lacks in a couple of those areas. I think his back-to-goal game is very poor. Um, I, I think he's got a poor first touch if the ball's been played into him with his back-to-goal. Um, but he does have decent link-up. I think he's a good combination player. And in the box, I think he, he, is, he is sort of sharp and alive. Um, but for me, he's not, he's not really... He's not really clinical and I don't really, I know people say all strikers aren't really clinical, but for me, Tammy's not, he doesn't score enough headers, doesn't use his body size, doesn't really run the channels um, effectively. So for me, he's just not it. Um, I think he's a decent Premier League striker. He he will be good for someone like, you know, um, an Aston Villa and Everton. Um, but for me, they've got better strikers than him already, you know, so... So, so, so I, I'm, I'm just not really seeing it with Tammy. I think he will improve, but forty million pound is absolute no for me. Absolutely no. Where yeah, I think we agree, and sorry, sorry, Luke, and, and I just want to say, let me be clear. I'm not defending Tammy Abraham or saying that we should sign him. Um, I, I just thought a bit of the criticism of him was harsh, but I, I don't think he's the the player for us, and I wouldn't spend that forty million on um, someone who's who, who's not really going to start ahead of Aubameyang. I just think there's no point, not, not with what we've got currently. It doesn't make sense to me. Where I think we're going wrong with um, this striker acquisition, I think if you're going to buy a striker, I think, it need, I think we're looking in the wrong age profile, personally. I, like if, if you've got Balogun there and you believe in him, he is the future, fine. You can, you can set a pathway plan like Shabs was talking about. You could say to him, 
we either go Leroy's way and we say you, you get minutes here and you get the cup competition, we, we evaluate from there. Or you do me and Dan's way and we say you go out and loan, you get your one or two years loan, right? So in my opinion, what I think we need then is if you're saying Balogun is the successor for Oba, I think we just need a, a mid-range stopgap. You know, uh, a Lacazette type, but not a Lacazette money. You know, I I think we need someone in that 27 to 28 year Danny, bracket. Danny Ings. Maybe, but I wouldn't pay the, I wouldn't pay stupid money. I, I wouldn't. I would just get a clear second choice striker who who would be happy to do that role, would be would, can contribute off the bench, can um and and would be a reasonable striker if Obar is off form or, or injured. Um, I don't really see the point of spending forty million pound on Tammy Abraham, who is twenty four years old, because it's just it, I don't think that I don't think that speaks to a, a trust in Balogun. I don't think that really speaks to uh, the coach really having a clear pathway for then for Balogun personally. So, I, would, I would I would slap thirty mil for Ings three so If Tammy was a lot better. And we thought he was good enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll do it because at the end of the day, we're not running a crash. Balogun needs to, if he if he's good enough, he needs to make his way. But Nathan, <laughs> but <laughs> Tammy isn't good enough. And the thing is, strikers I usually give them quite a lot of time. So, for example, we have a lot of arguments in the group chat. Um, I'll be seen in the group chat as kind of pro Eddie and Ketia because I feel like Eddie and Ketia. These are so young. Strikers really don't. What's, what's unless they're a phenom, yeah, they don't bag till they're twenty-five years old. It's a it's a game that you need experience. You need the nous, etc., up front. So if Tammy was younger, um, I'd give him more time. But he's what? Who's he's twenty-four? Is he twenty-four? Turning yeah, 20, 20, twenty-four this year. Okay. Well, if he's twenty-four, like he's he's not it. He's not it. I mean, he's probably got another two years to develop. But it's just not someone I because he's not the level. I, I just want someone better. Um, if you look at someone like um, Isak, for example, that we were talking about, if it was Isak for 40 mil, I'd probably, I'll probably buy him. I'd probably take a gamble. I just wouldn't because I don't think Tammy's as good as the level that we want to be. Simple as. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I was, I'm a big, big advocate for that um, Ings deal for me. Um, I think that makes the most sense um, for where we are as a club. I think you've got Abamyang on the big money um who you know he's got two years left on his deal um if you go bring someone like ings in on a on a three-year deal i think you get a reliable goal scorer i think he gives you that lacazette um all-round play um if you didn't want if you wanted something a bit different um from <laughs> if you wanted a bit different something a bit different from um from a Bamiang where he's got some presence, he runs in behind, um, he's got great link-up play, great finisher. Um, for me, I think Ings is a really, really, really good player. I think if he was European, he'd probably be rated a bit higher than what he is. Um, oh, 100%. I, yeah, so so I think I, I, I would 100%, if we need a striker this window, £30 million for Ings, I think, personally, is a no-brainer. Because um, he's got <laughs> one year left. I don't think he's going to be on ridiculous money. Um, I think you could give him a reasonable contract. Um, and and he is actually a very, very, very good footballer who's yeah, I, I like really experienced as well. So um, that makes the most sense to me. But I don't know. I don't know what this club's going to do. 
I just want to move away from this striker debate because I feel like we could probably do a whole episode on this round. We may do for the Patreon. So if, if you aren't subscribed to the Patreon, now is a great time to do so. Um, you can you can just type in uh, type in Touchy Gunas on the on the Patreon app. We'll come up, join for as, as little as three pound a month. Um, I want to just go back to the friendly. Um, we obviously saw the debut of Nuno Tavares, who I'm very Listen, I don't want to go too far on this guy, right? Because what what I'm really um, wary of right now is that when Kalasnach first came, right, we saw this guy. He looked like he he looked like he could run, like he, he had acceleration, his strength. We thought, wow, bloody hell, this guy can cross. You know, he had this nice little comeback uh, cutback that um, he uh, you know he could do, and you know, ball striking looked really good. I mean, I'm thinking. What? God, we've got a, a decent player on our hands here. Yeah, we, we obviously saw the defensive defensive deficiencies, although they weren't as bad as what they turned out in the end. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm a bit cautious in my judgment of Tavares. Although what I would say, he looked pretty impressive against Rangers, if I might add. He looked like a really good physical specimen, fast, strong very good on the ball. Great first touch, actually. I thought his technique looked really, really good, um, which I guess you would expect of a of a Portuguese player um, coming from Benfica. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, on Tavares' debut. Shabs, I'll come to you. Um, yeah, just, just general thoughts, really. And and uh, are you going to push the boat out on him and say, you know, you, you think he's going to be a good signing for us? Or is there still, yeah, we need to see a bit more? No, I already think it's a good signing. And I'm, I, I, I'm going to go on record and, and say that because it's a, if I think about it from the perspective of filling a gap in the squad, he's a squad filler. He's not someone that I expect to come in and, and, and start. So I think we're only going to see him sparingly um, this season anyway. I think he's an upgrade on Kalasinac. Um, I don't say that solely based on um, the, 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 the 45 minutes or whatever that he had. On Saturday, um, I've, I've, I've watched a few games of him, seen little bits of pieces of field cut back. You are killing me. Hey, these comments are absolutely the enemy. I'm sorry. You're absolutely. Paul, Paul Bradley said, fuck that bozo and all he stands for, referring to Kalasa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of us about Listen, you lot are reliving trauma, man. I've back who's a distant memory in my yeah. life, man. But uh, yeah, I've. I've, I've um, I watched him when we were linked with him. Um, I went back. I was watching um, Europa League games, so I quite liked him. I think um, physicality-wise, there isn't anything that worries me. Obviously, you think about how a player is going to adapt to the Premier League. The, the most, you know, some of the most significant things are: can he cope with physicality? Can he cope with the intensity? Um, technically, he looks good. He looks um, good going forward. He looks good in 1v1 situations. I think we know that the floor in his game is defensively. So, you know, I think um, if we do see him in games, we shouldn't be surprised if he gets um, uh, exposed. You know, he, he to, to me, I'm thinking a little bit about um, Maitland-Niles in that um, he'll be good in those duels in terms of like his physicality and being able to recover. But um, he doesn't strike me as a player who can tackle well, who's positionally sound, mm. he's um, in defensive situations or anything like that. But yeah, I like him, and I, I think you know he. Uh, um, where's he come from? SLB. 
he he took up positions um, in field. He took up a lot of positions in field when the ball was out wide on the right. Um, but he looks good going down on the outside as well. And that was how he got his goal. Came on the outside. Um, he, he didn't even look like he was powering through. He just looked like he took some strides and just mm. opened up and then got his body in front of the man, got on his right foot and slotted it home. I think, you know, not very many would have expected that from him. So, yeah, he, he's, I think at the fee for what he is, I think he'll, he will be a decent signing for us, you know? Mm. David Ade says the only thing that worries about worries me is his relationship with his dogs. Can't trust him in a dog park alone. Very questionable relationship with dogs, as we've spoken about before. Uh, Leroy, um, you know, is an interesting profile for for a fullback. You know, um, we're not we're not necessarily used to seeing because he's quite a big boy, isn't he? He's like six foot one, I think. Yeah. So he's he's quite a a, a big lad, and you know, obviously we 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 want the physical element um, at fullback. I'm I'm a big fan of having pace at fullbacks. We see, you know, even t- even though Tierney isn't like rapid, but his acceleration is so useful in that position to get away from players and you know um to get across in and and to, and to beat players off the dribble. Um, what's your you know, initial thoughts on Tavares and an, and an immediate impression that he gave you in that friendly? So my initial thoughts, so I think everyone probably know I'm a bit of a fullback connoisseur. That's that's the position I, I, I like to play. Um, so that's the position I like to watch as well, um, analyse. Now, he is, in terms of the profile, that's what I want for my fullback. I want someone who's athletic, who's dynamic. <laughs> Dynamism in modern-day football at fullback is absolutely essential. So, yeah, he fits that. He looks like he fits that. He's strong, he's big, he's fast. And the good thing is he didn't look unagile, even though he was blowing out of his ass after 10 minutes. So you can tell that boy is unfit. But that will come in time. Um, my only thing is, all the scouting reports, because I've never seen them before, were talking about defensive positioning um, and lapses in concentration. You'll never see that in pre-season. And the problem with that is we people say, oh, it's not that bad. That's what makes people a liability. So that really worries me because all I want is, is he competent? As long as he's competent defensively, I'm good. As long as he's not going to cost us three, four goals this season, yeah. goals in 90 minutes, doing dumb shit, giving away penalties, then I'm happy. And that was the issue with Kolasnach, right? Because going forward, he's not... I think he lost a bit of confidence, actually, Kolasnach. I, I really think the... I don't know if it was the fan criticism or... You know, maybe just couldn't be bothered. I don't know. But, you know, there was a period where... Because, Leroy, I even remember you actually saying, like, do you think it's worth keeping Kalashnach on as a backup left-back? Because he was doing okay, but then he just fell off a cliff. And, mm. and I, like I said, I'm very cautious about this because, I, you know, I feel like now having seen Kalashnach, I need to see a player over, like, fucking two years just to see what kind of idiotic things one man can actually do. But, yeah, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. No, so like I said, we'll see what happens over time, but he looked like relatively decent going forward. Quite raw, to be honest. Um, I, you were saying he's, he looked very good technically. I, I'm not so sure. I think he looked like he needed a bit of sharpening up personally. He looked a little bit loose. But again, at fullback, I'm not that worried about that. For me, it's all about how dynamic you are. And a big part of that is fitness. Can you go up and down and up and down and up and down? And have you got the pace? All of that kind of stuff. So he looks it physically, he looks the goods. So we'll have to see over time. And as long as he's not a liability, but I don't really care that much about backups. Like I'm more concerned because we've got problems with the ceiling of our team. So the floor of our team doesn't really concern me that much at the moment. So it's not something I lose sleep over. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, Dan, um, 
I guess similar question to you, really. Um, you know, it, first impressions on on Tavares. Mute, mute, bro, mute. Yeah, he looked all right. He looked all right. Like I agree with Leroy. Like, I'm not. I'm not too fussed. I think he looks like he could actually, you know, potentially be quite good going forward. Um, so that if or well, when Kieran Tierney is eventually has his um has his injury, um, we don't lose that that aspect. Um, I do think you know with Kalasinac there were some. Uh, other issues, you know, when he, he he sort of had that that whole crew that he was part of, you know, with Mustafi and Urzu, I think they were probably um, quite bad influences on him. I think Kalasnach on the Wenger looked um, a bit more, a bit a bit better, a bit more robust, um, a bit less uh, of a chubby of a chubby guy. Um, I think when Emery came in, he seemed to lose a bit of that conditioning, and then. Um, lose a bit of that motivation as well. So um, he's still an Arsenal player, um, actually. So, you know, um, I'm not seeing any links to him leaving. So uh, we might end up with having three. Yeah, we might have we might have three left backs and, and three right backs come to start of the season. So, Brilliant. you know, so it's a funny one. But yeah, Tavares, he looks he looks all right, man. I don't think he'll be too much of, of an issue as long as there's no... Um, um, this this Nathan guy, yeah. He, look, uh, wait, hold on. I can never forgive Lewis for back in the early days of Touchdown Fracker saying he would take Soldado at Arsenal with Giroud as well. What are you talking about? What now, are you talking this about? This came we started exactly. What, what what is this all about? We started Touchdown Frackers in 2014. When did Soldado join Spurs? Like in 2012. Why would I have said I'll take Soldado from Spurs? <laughs> that makes no sense whatsoever. I think you're. You're you're confused in the wrong podcast, Nathan. Right? Yeah. Get your facts in order. Right, sorry, I just had to say that because he's been he's been tweeting the account as well. Said it's like like yeah. it's the biggest uh, crime in the world to have wanted Soldado in 2012. You keep saying like Soldado wasn't mashing work. Like relax, relax. We've all had bad football takes. I'm not I'm not even admitting to it. By the way, I'm just saying we've all had bad football takes, right, Nathan? I'm sure you've had bad football takes. If I scroll up in this chat, I reckon I've seen a few already. So hey, relax, Lewis is, big man. Wait, right? Lewis, 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 he's getting on my fucking tip, mate. Wow, right? Anyway, rattle. Be nice, man. Be nice. Let's 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 move on from Tavares. Um, finally, we've uh we've signed a midfielder. Um, Lokonga is officially signed. I think. Look, we, we've spoken enough about Lokonga. I think we've all known this this signing was going to happen. Um, Lira, I don't know if I've got your thoughts yet on record. Um. Shabs, I think me, Shabs, and Dan did a Patreon piece on Lokonga. So again, another plug for the Patreon. If you want to go and see our um, our extensive thoughts on the sign of Lokonga, you can go and uh, visit our Patreon, and we've got a whole piece just on Albert Sambi Lokonga from a few weeks ago, where we did a full scouting profile on him. Uh, Leroy, yeah. So uh, just your thoughts on the signing of Lokonga and what you think he can bring. Is it a smart piece of business? So, again, I ain't seen much of Lokonga, so I can't really comment. But from the clips and stuff that I've seen and from the profile he looks like and from the statistical analysis, it, I can't like that looks exactly like the type of signing you want someone to make. You want the team to be preparing for party when he gets old. And that's, <laughs> and that's exactly what you want to do. Um, he's, he, he looks like 
everything you'd want in your party air, your young midfielder. He looks comfortable on the ball. He looks able to progress the ball from the back. He looks press resistant, good passing range. He can move a little bit in terms of dribbling and beat the press. It's exactly what you want. So the, the question now is, can he step up to the level? Because Belgian football and Premier League football is down there and up there. So can he step up to the level? Um, and can he really, really make the jump? If he can make the jump and he can develop a bit more, develop defensively, that is a fantastic piece of business. I have no problem. Even if that bombs, I do not have a problem with that kind of signing. Yeah, I think we will pretty much agree on on that. I'm very excited to see him. I mean... I got those what's happened into our pre-season games. You know, we've had a t- tour locked off due to COVID and all sorts. So I don't know. I know the club are frantically searching around for pre-season friendlies, but I'm quite excited to um, to see Lakonga because um, I don't expect him to be, you know, party's partner. Um, I mean, I, I at least I hope not. Uh <laughs> I, nothing would surprise me with this club, mind you. But um, Shabs, Dan, I'm, I'm assuming you you guys are in the same boat as Leroy, you know, um, uh, in, in terms of the role that you see him playing and, you know, it being a pretty smart piece of business. You're, you're on mute, Shabs. Pardon me. Absolutely. I think in terms of um, apartheid air, um, yeah, it makes, it makes sense to me. It's, I, I'm not, I'm expecting him to play and perform a slightly um, different role to what Partey does. But that said, I'm not expecting him to um, partner up with Partey in midfield again, unless we do something quite radical. Um, I say that because Partey, um, for me, definitely in, at Arsenal has looked at his, his best when he's tried to progress play through carrying the ball. Um, Lokonga is a progressive passer. But what I understand a bit more about him is that his game, a lot of his game is based on facilitation. So he's a bit of a give and go player who, um, you know, receives the ball, um, makes clever passes to find players into space and then moves again to receive the ball. Um, Does a lot of his work in the first and second phase, doesn't really move into or penetrate into the final third. so yeah, I do see I do see them as being able to play together definitely and it being able to work, but I don't see that as the kind of primary plan. I think you know if we see them playing together, it tells me that we've had to deviate from what we really wanted to do. And I think the transfer links as well kind of suggest that we know with Xhaka being on his way out, the links to um, Neves, whether you like them or not, there are links there. There are links to Locatelli. Um, you know, they're linked to different types of, of, of midfielders, really. Um, so, yeah, it, it tells me that Lokonga is not part of their plan A. But, yeah, it could work, definitely. Cool. Um, I, I guess what we'll do now is, um, because we've got so many people in here, I actually want to just... Um, uh, what am I doing? I want, I want people to send in their questions for us to answer. So for the last maybe 15 minutes, if we've missed any topics, I guess people can send in questions and uh, and we can answer them. Um, David Ade, I'll start with David Ade. Big up you, David Ade, for tuning in on the YouTube. Like and subscribe, people. Like and subscribe if you are here. Um, David Ade asks, is Lakonga better than Genduzi, though? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look... Uh, who said? Wait, who said? I hope so. Who said that? 
We, you said it. You're you're a fucking Gunduzi's biggest fan, mate. Bruv, I hope he's better than him, bro. I really right. do. I okay. Hope. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. No, I'm actually enough. doing a Kodak thing because I've got the ballet on. If you, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I know your Kodak. I, I got it as well. I knew Dan well. and Shaz would get it, but yeah. yeah. Listen, don't, none of that. Yeah, I know who Kodak Black is. All right. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's let's wait for some questions to, I to come in. I've got a question. I've got a Go question. Go How do you not feel? Yeah, because I'm getting pissed off with these links. If our club <laughs> spends 50 mil on Ben White, 30 mil on Ramsdale. 40 mil we ain't even spoke Tammy. about Ramsdale actually. Yeah, the Ramsdale 40 mil on Tammy Abraham, and then obviously we spent whatever it is we spending already. So we the first time we get money and we spunk over 150 on, on this kind of stuff. How do you I think feel? we're playing? I think we're entering a competition on how much money can you spend on English players with the fewest amount of caps. <laughs> I think that's the competition we're playing right now because that would be you know. It, it, Ben White, look, I think it's too much money, right? However, I think he is likely going to be a good player. Okay, um, I haven't seen enough of him off of uh, enough of him, so I don't want to nail my flag to the mast and be like, "Yeah, he's going to be excellent." Da, da, da. But I think he's a good player. I don't think he's fifty million good. I've got, but at this point, he has to be good. Like this, and and this is the problem. At this point, yeah, marquee signing. It might be the our most expensive signing of this window. He has to be good, but there's no, there's there, 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 there's no turning back for me now. You know, I'm kind of like we've had to accept it. He has to be good. There's no bedding in time. There's no nothing else. He's already played in the prem. He's already played under BL, so he knows the type of football that Arteta wants to play. Ben White has to come up good. I'm just I'm saying it as it is. Like we can't yeah. we can't be having no excuses. Like, I, think that's, I think that's exactly right, Shabs. I think it's it just puts immediate pressure on him um, because. And then I think if people, if you gave like most Arsenal fans a list of, of priority, centre back probably wouldn't have been um, high up on that list, but mm-hmm. it's high up on these guys' list. And that's that's what, and, and to be fair, this is what we've been hearing since like February time that right centre back was going to be a priority. So, you know, he has to come in and slap immediately um, from to. defensive point of view and also from a build up point of view because, you know, that's what we've been hearing this, that, and the other. Um, that 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 he's going to improve our, our build up, etc. Um, I think on 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 the business as a whole, right? I think the way of looking at it, I, I I think we have to look at it holistically because you know, number one, Arteta was main manager before um, summer transfer window last year. There were some issues with Raúl um, and Edu and all of this stuff, Super League, this that, and the other things have happened, COVID, this that, and the other, but. I think when you look at the business that they're trying to do now, we have to view it of like the whole thing. Like they're the ones who have made these decisions last year. This is Arteta's regime, right? So when I look at this goalkeeping situation now, right, I think last summer we looked at the Martin SL. I'm not trying to re-legislate that, go over it again. But I think the last last summer that Martin SL was justified for a number of reasons, right? So we said they said we needed the cash. Um, we don't know if we could have got party without the sale of Martinez. We don't know if we needed that sale. 
to get um, Gabriel in, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? Martinez said he didn't want to compete. Um, he was probably going to start the first game of the season, but he said he wanted to be guaranteed number one. We said we couldn't do that. Um, and then we also were told that, you know, we could get a new homegrown goalkeeper in quite easily and cheaply. Do you know what I mean? We kept Matt Macy around for a year, even though we knew that he wasn't going to really play for that reason, etc. So if all of these reasons are why you sold Martinez and then a summer late, a whole summer later, less than twelve months after you've not qualified for Europe, um, you have got a whole season without any any fan uh, ticket income, right? Now all of a sudden you're bidding thirty million for Buendia, you're paying fifty million for Ben White, you're having two bids rejected for um, Aaron Ramsdale, you're having a forty million bid for Locatelli, so that means number one, did we need the money or not? To make them sign his last summer because we're actually in a worse financial position now um so so did we need the money doesn't seem like we did um number two you're now in the hunt for a homegrown keeper but you're bidding 20 million plus from what i'm reading for Aaron ramsdale so that's and it's saying they want 32 million right they want 32 million. so now you're paying more money than what uh martinez uh got you in so that homegrown reason is now completely gone out, out the window. And then they're saying they want you to compete with Leno to be number one, which Martinez would have been doing um, anyways last summer. So I, I find it, I find it like flabbergasting because, you know, I think you can justify that Martinez sell. I I, I didn't want to sell him, but I think, I thought, yeah, fine. Last summer, you know, it said X, Y, Z, for the reasons I stated, you can, you, it, we, we did what we needed to do. But now if you turn around and just flip it on his head, all of those all of those reasons have gone out the window it says to me that you guys genuinely don't have a plan you don't know what mm. you're doing because like really and truly if you're if you're gonna sell um like more of these players who people are a bit iffy about and then a summer later you're struggling to find replacements for them like say we sell Xhaka and then they go and bring Ruben Neves you know that says to me like what what are we really doing here because how much have you really improved the team by by making that making that signing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it, it doesn't it doesn't fill me with confidence evaluating these men um, and their business. It doesn't fill me with confidence as well, knowing our track record of goalkeepers recently, if I'm being honest. Like, you know, we just signed Runnison, who, fucking hell, like, I know we were, we were calling Ramsdale the worst goalkeeper in the Prem. Um, I, I think Ramsdale would be pretty hard-pressed to be bet, to be worse than um, Runnison. I think... Um, in regards to Ramsdale, I've been, even before he was linked to Arsenal, right, I was like, this guy is not it. He is probably one of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League, right? And I just don't understand it. I can't understand it. You know, it's, I think we've got a real issue with identifying goalkeeping talent. And that's quite scary because we've seen with Chelsea the difference that a goalkeeper can make. I used to be of the opinion that, oh, a goalkeeper doesn't really make a, too much of a difference. You know, maybe, you know, a couple of points here or there. But we've seen what having a goalkeeper like Kepa in goal compared to someone like now Mendy does. It's, it is literally transformational to your season, right? You can have the exact same defence, the exact same team, and a goalkeeper can make all the difference. And I'd be fucking shit scared if we were relying on Aaron Ramsdale. Now, I looked at his stats, right? I was expecting his stats to be a lot worse, a lot worse, right? 
I was expecting him to be, you know, bottom tier in most things, but he actually isn't. Um, and when you go off like the advanced metrics, like the the post um, XG, post shot XG stuff, what all of that, he actually ranks fairly okay in it. He's in the positives at least, so he's not conceding more than he should be, which which surprised me because whenever I look at him, I'm like, every long shot fucking goes in. Do you know what I mean? Because um, he ranks thirty two million pounds. Fairly okay. De definitely not like, for me. Definitely not for me. Because this, um, this, this, this is it for me, man. Like you've got, um, oh, who's the other one? The English keeper who's attainable for a lot cheaper. I can't think now. Um, Sam, Frank. Sam uh, Johnston. Sam Johnston. Sam Johnston looks better to me. He's a lot cheaper. You got. But he's not got the reputation of Ramsdale. Ramsdale seems to have this reputation. I think that's because born of, you know, he's got player of the year for Sheffield United. He's been involved in the England setup. Um, Sam matters. Johnson don't really have that I just reputation. Think, I just don't think that matters. I think he's available for 10 mil. I think there's Matt Ryan, who, you know, we had on loan last season. I think he's available on a free. I would much rather, I would much rather Matt Ryan. I can see your face, Lewis. I would mm. much rather Matt Ryan than first. No, I agree. On Ramsdale, there's Onana. Um, you know, like he's attainable. The figures we're talking about, Leon can't stump up 10 million euros for Onana. Like, you know, come on, man. Like, we yeah. can do something there. Like, that, that, this, this is a Champions League level goalkeeper, yeah, who's arguably better than Bert Leno. Yeah, mm. who is attainable, who knows how to play with his, you know, with the ball, his feet, who is attainable for less than 10 million pounds. Yeah, like it, 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 it the, 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 the business sense is not sensing to me. It's not, I'm struggling. No, no I agree. I, 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 generally, can anyone see logic in the only logic I can see over Onana? No. Uh, the only thing is the homegrown, but does the homegrown thing really matter that much? Like, is it really that important? White. We just signed Ben White. We've got another homegrown player. And we'll, and, and we'll be linked to James Madison. And, yeah, you know, it, like, the homegrown yeah. thing ain't that deep. Arsenal are never going to get um, handicapped by um, homegrown restrictions. And we're not in Europe this season either, so it doesn't actually matter. But I we're not I, I yeah. think the problem with that is we can only have 17 non-homegrown players and we've got a lot of people who are non-homegrown even though we don't really want them. So that that's, I think, what the issue is. No, I think having a non... I think having a and you don't have to register under 21 hmm. players either. So someone like Martinelli, you have to I register think, I think that non-homegrown thing is overblown, you know. I think mm. it is very overblown because mm. if you look at it, a lot of them are on, are on the transfer list, you know, like Willian... Xhaka, um, who else is there? Sabaos has already gone, Luis has already gone, Ronison's probably already going. That's five, they're off the bat, you know. So then, and, 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 and so, so you're basically like you've got five spots there, like irrespective of how many homegrown players you have, full stop. So, I don't I'm, think I'm it's a homegrown status thing, I think it's, I really think they're it. looking at English core. I think that's what they're looking at. I think they want this to be the identity of the team and they're looking to go English English um, goalkeeper, English defenders or British defenders and maybe like a, you know, British midfield and, and forwards as well. I think that is what they're looking to do. 
you know, you know, when we we all got made fun of uh, having that English core a few years ago of Jenkins and Kieran Gibbs and all these players. But I think they're trying to, you know, really go for it this time. And I think they're just getting it really wrong. They're identifying the wrong English talent, in my opinion. But yeah, look, I, I don't want to waste too much time on Aaron Ramsdale. I think we're all really much against it. And um, yeah, it's scary times. It really is scary times. We'll, we'll wait and see. I'm hoping that it's the, the um, you know, that the, the rumours aren't true. But I, what I am seeing is a lot of people are talking themselves into it, man. And a lot of people I, that I respect their football views, they're talking themselves into this signing. And that's not the way to look at transfers, guys, man. Just because we're linked to someone doesn't mean you have to like it. You know, <laughs> if we're, if we're going to be linked to fucking, um, you know, uh, who's a shit player in the Premier League? Um any one of West Brom's players last year, just because we're linked to them, we don't need to rate them just because they're linked to us. And I think Arsenal fans, some Arsenal fans have a real issue with that. You know, they because we're linked to them, we have to find the positives in in them signing. I don't, I don't think we, we need to do that, man. We need to be a bit more objective with our, our thoughts on these things. Anyway, guys, like I, I did say, I opened up the floor to you to send in some questions. I'll, I'll go up and we'll do like a quick fire round because I know we got some up here. Um, okay, so Nathan, big up you, Nathan. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe, like and subscribe. Um, he asked, Who was worse, Andre Santos or Armand Traore? Boy, Santos, Santos, Santos. Easy. Yeah. easy, you think he was worse than Traore? That guy yeah. was an absolute joker. Boy, I don't know, you know, don't you remember what Drogba did to Traore? That's Drogba, man. Um, Andre Santos was a joke. At least Andre Santos could play football. What what was uh, what was Armand Traore's like special nah, quality? Nah, nah, he, he couldn't play football. He was fast. Armand Traore was was quick still. Mm. That was when we yeah. were doing the conveyor belt of uh, left backs. It all looked the same, right? Um, left back, yeah, him cliche, all of that. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, okay. Um, David Ade, he asks, uh, would you take Hendo? We are linked him. Where is this Henderson link coming from? I, I haven't seen any of this. I see, what's, it, what's today, this I, see it, I see it today. Um, we were linked with Jordan Henderson because he's got one more year left. I think it's a bullshit link, and I wouldn't take right. it. Right, we yeah. Can't be doing that, that, we can't be doing that kind of business. We can't. Good player, though, Henderson, right? Yeah, he's a good player. Not for me. He, I think he's overrated. I can't lie. You but think he's overrated? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he's... I actually think, think Henderson it got to the point where Henderson was quite an underrated player. I thought yeah. it got to the point where people were really sleeping on Henderson and he became a bit of a laughing stock for reasons that I didn't really agree with. Um, actually, to be honest, I'd probably take the piss out of Jordan Henderson as well. But no, I think, I think just for good. banterous purposes. But... As a footballer, I don't think he's as bad as people have made him out to be, actually. No, yeah. He's not. He's, I, think, I, don't, I don't think he's overrated. I don't think, apart from Liverpool fans, I, I'm not hearing too many sections of anyone overrating um, Henderson. I just think he's a good player because he, he is. Like I think we'd be, we'd, we'd, we'd be foolish to argue that he's not a good player. Like He's played at a, a good level for the majority of his footballing career. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a good footballer, but I don't want to overamp it. But he's not. You can be good, but just not be the right fit for us. I don't think he's what we need. That's mm. it. Mm. I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And I think injury prone. Um, he's thirty-one. Um, he's not going to get better. 
Um, I do think, you know, if he, if he was like three years younger, um, and we've seen this, we've seen this Jordan Henderson that we that we'd seen for the past three years. We could get that Jordan Henderson. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it at all. I think he is a good player. I think he's underrated. I think he's improved a lot since um, Klopp's been there. Klopp. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, he's got the leadership qualities um, that we're we're probably lacking. But I think, you know, if the club that he's done all of this stuff with isn't willing to give him the three year contract, etc. And we are. Um, that's alarm bells um, mm. ringing. Ring it to me. I think we've done that enough. We don't need to do that again. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Paul Bradley. Big up you, Paul. Like and subscribe, please. Um, Paul Bradley asks, who would be your first choice to replace Arteta, guys? Paul Bradley, if, I don't know if you've been reading the chat as we've been going along, guys, but Paul is very much Arteta out. He's been uh, saying some pretty mad things about Arteta, I must say. But um, I will ask this question, who would be your first choice to replace Arteta? Because I don't think it's actually an easy question to to answer, actually. I don't think we're hugely attractive to the top managers and the top managers all seem to be in top jobs. So unless, you know, things can happen over the, the, the space of a season, right? You know, top managers can lose their job, reputations fall, you know, who knows what could happen. P managers become available and we wouldn't ex maybe expect them to come available. So um, what do you guys think about an Arteta replacement? Um, have you guys had a chance to think about stuff like that? You know, because it's a difficult thing to think about when we don't think we're really that close to sacking him, right? I think Arteta is pretty comfy in a job right now. Jesse Marsh, um, Marco Rosa, or... Uh... Oh, where's Shab's gone? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Yeah, but I'm interested to see, just as he said, I'm interested to see how Marco Rosa does it. Um, is he a Dortmund now this season? I think yeah, so. He is. Yeah, I'm interested to see how he does at Dortmund because that's someone I'd be looking at. Obviously, it'd be hard to get him out of Dortmund. Um, except him, uh, I'd be looking at, even though I'm not really keen on the Spanish coach at the moment, I'd be looking at um, Sevilla. What's his name? What's his name at Sevilla? Um, he was at Madrid. Lopetegui. I'll be looking at him as well. Um, and those are the two that I can really come think of at the top of my head, to be honest. None of the none of the Premier League coaches? Mm, nah, not for me. For me, for, for me, number one choice would be Conte. Um, I know people... You think that's are, attainable, though? I 100% think it's attainable. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, he, I, think, I think all of this talk about Conte, um, you know, about what he does in the transfer market, I think is definitely overstated. Um, I think he can work within a budget. I think he can work um, with project players. Um, I think he improves players. I think he plays um, not the most attractive football, but um, I think his football is good. Um, I think he has a clear way of playing, good communicator, and he's a winner on top. Um, I think people, um, you know, we're not in a position to really turn our nose up at anyone, but if if we could give the keys to any manager in world football, um, I would give it to Conte. You know, we have this whole, we have this whole, you know, manager, director of football type structure that we've had, that we've set up with Arteta. If we want someone to come in there and tell everyone in the hierarchy what they need to do, 
who they need to bring in and let and let the manager run the show. Um, I don't think there's anyone better, personally. People talk about him wanting to sign older players, this, that and the other. Um, I've, I think that's overstated. You know, he worked with Barella, turned Hakimi into probably, you know, the best, one of the best of, one of the best fullbacks um, in the world. Um, you know, there's a lot of young, there's other young players they have in that Inter team. Um, yeah, he improves players a lot. He improves players yeah. a lot. So um, I would 100% take Antonio Conte, man. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'll definitely take Conte. I'll I mean, yeah, I, I, I think what, I just don't see being attainable. And the thing about Conte is as well, um, just, I don't like his bitching and whining, but I think it might be needed at Arsenal because he will yeah. force them to do stuff. Like, yeah. it, it will force them to spend eighty million on a striker. Like, yeah. it will be like, I'm this guy, and I'm not. I'm just gonna cry and cry and moan until it happens. And if, and if you don't get him, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave I'm in the bound. middle of a uh, while we're while we're top of the table with like four games to go or something. <laughs> yeah, oh, definitely. And sorry, I got cut off. Well, no, it's cool, Shad. It's gone. But, um, Mancini as well. After that, um, mm. Euros performance, I would, I would take Mancini. I do. I thought about him, and I thought I, I do like him. I did like him at Man City. I think mm-hmm. he was um, harshly run out of Man City, to be fair. Um, and I think he's gone on to do decent things. Like, you know, where, where was he at? Zenit, St. Petersburg. I think they did all right. Considering the level, I think they did all right there. But I really liked what I saw from the Italy team, how they set up um, in the Euros just gone. And I think, yeah, man, like he's he's probably one of the few national team managers that will be good in a top, um, you know, he could get a top job, job in a, a good European club as well, so mm. yeah, I, w- I would take him as well as an outsider. Perfect. Um, Sam Noah, big up you, Sam. Like and subscribe, please. Everyone in the room, like and subscribe, please. Like and subscribe. Um, he asks, uh, who do you think the number one CM target is? There's Basuma and Renato, but there's no chat these days about them. It is interesting, right? Because we've said it numerous times, Basuma looks like the easiest deal in the world to do per se i wouldn't say easiest deal but you know it's there it's there it's there for the taking you know i'm pretty sure brighton would accept 40 million for him and and it's done so you know renato is a a different case i don't know what lil's financial situation is saying is it the same as the other french clubs i'm not too sure and they've sold samare so i don't know you know if renato is readily available like that but um, why do you think talks on Basuma still? Is it because Basuma is not the number one target? Is he pretty down our target list? And, you know, players such as Neves and um, who else have we been linked to? Locatelli are, are, are rank higher on the, on the priority list than a Basuma? I think the talk all summer is that, you know, from Fabrizio is that, Arsenal looking for a different type of midfielder to Bissouma, right? Um, mm. I think the fact that, you know, all the reports are saying that the, the we've, we've got the 40 million uh, euro cash on the table there for Sassuolo to take says that that's our top target, you know, um, for Locatelli. Um, and I think it will probably depend on what happens to that situation. If we get Locatelli, um, I will firm not getting Bissouma personally because um, I think he probably gives you a bit more um, passing, I think he does have that ball carrying in him as well uh, that Basuma does, um, and he's, he's he's a nice age as well. So I, I wouldn't mind that signing. Um, 
if if you ask me to pick, I, I think I'd be 50-50 on, on Basuma and Locatelli personally. Um, but That's it's an interesting me, question. Yeah, but I think it's clear to me that Locatelli is the first choice. Um, mm. and we'll see what happens if that if that happens. Then sorry to Basuma because he's been slutting for for this move hard. But if it doesn't, then I think we might be able to might be able to to, to take a look at Basuma later. Is, is, is Basuma looking like a end of window? Uh, kind of deal, um, because I don't think Arteta would be too concerned about going into the start of the season with a party, and even though it's not what we want to see, um, he'll probably look at his midfield options and be like, Well, we've got party, we've got El Nenny, and we've got Lakonga in. That's probably enough to see us through the first month of Sept, um, the first month of August, sorry, the first month of the season. So maybe that's why a center midfielder isn't, you know being rushed through at the moment. He's thinking maybe he's got his three CMs for now. And whenever the additional one comes, you know, so be it. Obviously, we all want our players here for the first game of of, of the season. But it doesn't necessarily always work out that way, does it? I disagree. I, I feel like the only reason we've not seen the CM rumors ramp up is because that one's dependent on Shaka and other players. I feel like if Shaka and Torero go out, then they'll ramp up. But the longer the Shaka deal takes, I don't see us. So, but what do you make of the Locatelli stuff, though? Because that doesn't um, seem to be going away. That seems like we put the cash up for Locatelli. So, so yeah, obviously, we're doing our gist in now. We're getting in position, but we're not forcing the issue because, obviously, that's his Juve thing. But I, the thing is, if Locatelli, we'd want to get an answer for and get someone in if it, the season's coming around quick and Shaka's gone. Because then I feel like, I feel like Arteta will want two senior members in ASAP. So I feel like it's really a, a lot based on our outgoing business, to be honest with you. Mm. Wait, just out of curiosity, Leroy, how do you rank Leroy, um, like Locatelli, Basuma and Renato? I don't fancy you much as a centre midfielder, to be fair, mate. Hi, mate. I, I'm too stiff. Uh, to be <laughs> but, um, but yeah, um, to be honest, from what I saw Locatelli, I liked, but I haven't watched much of him outside the Euros. So I can't really give you a firm opinion. I think Renato is a big, big gamble. Big, big gamble. Um, I know he's done well when he's sort of um, rejuvenated and like um, rejuvenated his career, sorry, but I still think because he's not done very well in this league, he's doing well in the French league, fair enough, but that's a big gamble. Basuma is a safe option, tried and tested. So it would be Basuma because I know the most about him, then Locatelli, then Renato. What about you, Shabs? Um... Now it's tough, you know. It's a tough split. I, I, I really, really like Locatelli. You don't all know and recall um, sing, me singing the boys' praises from early doors before the tournament. Um, and I, I'd probably take him, to be fair. Although, I'd, uh, although my belief is that Bissouma would probably be a better fit, um, and that th there's less risk attached because he knows the league and better. And I think <laughs> it would be quite a formidable midfield pairing of Bissouma and Partey and then you've got Sambi Okonga coming in as well I think that's that's I think that's hard to mess with so yeah the, 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 there's a side but yeah the, 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 the wacko in me would go for Locatelli mm. I, I, I can't lie the more I watch Locatelli the more I'm like yeah baller, I like the look of this guy normally I would say no to Serie A players but yeah. He looks like he's got a bit more so, about him, you know. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's a player that could that would necessarily struggle in the Premier League. I think he's got the physical attributes and the intensity 
to really play um you know the, the the style of football that the Premier League demands and I, I really like him but I like Basuma as well Ronaldo's been doing good things in, at Lille he looks like a fucking baller but I understand Leroy's concerns about it being a gamble but he's he's still so young he you know he went to Swansea at what 19 years old 18 years old like we were just talking about you know Leroy you said yourself you know a loan could flop for someone like Balogun it doesn't mean that he is you know doesn't mean that he's not necessarily a talented footballer it just might it just might have been a crap loan for him you know like a not the right environment for him to play in so I think Renato has shown now at a higher level playing for Lille helping them win the win the league that he is you know cut of the right stuff and and he is someone to be reckoned with I think I think he's definitely someone we should be looking at and you know if we if we sign Renato I'd be very excited about that signing really excited because I think you know, you look at a Renato Sanchez and a Partey midfield. It, listen, Partey might have to have his gas mask on, but, you know, um, it, it would certainly be a very good technical midfield, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think, All right, cool. Um, go on, Dan. No, I was just going to say, on Renato, I think it gives that the midfield a little bit extra because he can play behind the ball and also play in front of it as well. So... Mm. Say if you're chasing a game, then he can, you know, sort of make them late runs and make them driving runs into the box. So uh, I think you get a bit more um, variety from your CMs um, mm. with with him. So I'd I'd be up any any three of them. If you bring bring any three of them, I'd be buzzing. I just want to finish on this last question from Yonic Mac. Thank you for all your questions, guys. Um, I try to vary it up with the uh, the people sending it in. So big up everyone, Yonic Mac. He asked, does the fact we're looking at a box-to-box midfielder mean Arteta is going to play party in the six? He didn't... Where did party play the other day? Did, did, did we get any indication as to, you know, where... You know, who was... Who was um, the deep, who was playing as the six the other day? I can't even remember. I can't remember either. Like, but, but it was one of them games we just had, like, 70% of the ball. So I think him and El yeah. were just kind of rotating it. Yeah, they were just moving around. I, I mean... To answer this question, I don't think it does. I don't think the players that we've looked at have been purely box-to-box. I, I think they've had a, a a bit of multifunction about them. Yeah, box. Neves is not a box-to-box midfielder. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say Neves is a box-to-box midfielder at all. I, would, um, I wouldn't uh, class Locatelli as a box-to-box midfielder. No. Um, I think they can do both. They can play six, they can play eight. Um, you know, um, Locatelli definitely can receive the ball of the centre-backs and he's a very progressive passer. Um, you know that's what he's he's he, his game's been primed on um, at Sassuolo. That's why Juve want him so so much. So if he came, I would see him fulfilling a role very similar to what um, Shaka has has been doing for us for all these years, or been trying to do um, to a much higher quality. I think Bissouma, um definitely a bit more of the box to box mode, but. You know, is is very good at ball recoveries. Is very good at positioning. You know, can play in the six, can play that six role, can offer that defensive cover. Um, you know, and allow Partey the the room and the freedom to roam without needing to adapt his game. And I think Partey can do that as well. And I think, um, I think, I think that's what Arteta wants. He likes dual function players. He likes players who can offer a bit more than just the one standard thing. You know, he likes a bit of a varied threat. He just hasn't figured out how to. Had to had to get the very um, threat in the way he sets his teams up, but yeah, he, I think he likes these kinds of players who can do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, um, guys, uh, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, Dan, Shabs, uh, Leroy, thank you, Leroy. I know you're. I know you. Listen, I'll be bound to the pressure, mate. The the air con- yeah, the, yeah. the, the air conditioning didn't save you in the end. Yeah, I know you had to take the mask off. Nah, At the end, they, the listeners were right. The listeners nah, were right. Nah, nah. It's actually on, but um, my message. Wait, you're on and you're not on screen. What kind of nah, maniac my, are you? My missus <laughs> came in the room. I had to switch the thing off. Bring it <laughs> Leroy is about to go do a bank robbery after well, well banks aren't open so yeah. maybe not a bank robbery maybe uh some kind of other robbery but oh, yeah guys um everyone thank you for tuning in on youtube it's been a good episode been a good pod thank you for all your interaction and questions and comments um we're going to be back again with another patron piece this week not too sure what we're discussing shabs came up with a good idea today so um there will definitely be another patron piece this week so head on head on over to our Patreon where you can um, access some extra content. We already did, uh, as mentioned earlier, scouting piece on Madison. We've done one on the Congress as well. One to come on Ben White. So plenty of uh, content for you over there. Go and go and subscribe to us, support the channel, and um, we'll be back. If you don't fancy supporting us, we'll be back with another free podcast for you next week. So ciao until then, guys. Take it easy. Could have had that fight, but I'm gonna walk on site. Man, I have to grab that mic. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, you're gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's foul. Man, I'm That's the response of Arsenal. Across the line. Score for my team and the time I play. Whether I know when man's in the Chelsea, lost their focus in the joy of equalizing. But I won't see you wrong. Sports Social Podcast Network.